You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Um, I have a box of Madry here behind me that I've just noticed is upturned behind me. And uh, no, I didn't go through the whole lot of those watching this game. Um, Liverpool 3, Aston Villa 1. Uh, lots, of pos- lots of negatives, I suppose, and lots of positives. We didn't, we, that, I, I think that that game could have been there for the taking for Aston Villa. And I, and, uh, but I also feel, I feel frustrated with some players that were on show today. And, and, and look, while nobody is going to sit here and say that Liverpool's first 11 isn't better than Aston Villa's first 11, you know, when you've got those opportunities and when you're punching upwards like Aston Villa have to do against, against Liverpool, we just didn't. And we looked a bit shy. We looked a bit... Um, yeah, we for, I suppose, realistically, look, we go, we go back to the very start and, 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 and you can see the first goal was... Just like 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 the first goal, some two really really good crosses, but we just can't defend balls. The the this the drop in towards the center of our two center halves, we just can't. Our, our two center halves just cannot be. They cannot command the box. They just can't. It's 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 very simple. I, I said it before the podcast, and obviously I'm not piling in on them or anything. But I said before the podcast that, it, and I've said it in. Or sorry, before the game, should I say? Um, we have an issue whereby if the ball doesn't drop onto either of our two centre halves' heads, they can't get turned around. They can't. They, neither of the two of them can get turned around. Can look to see runners coming from deep. There seems to be very little conversation coming. For all the the worry we had about Robin Olsen, he pulled off some really good saves today. Yes, could he have been better? Absolutely. Is he Casillas? No. Is he ta- is he Taldo? No. And we didn't expect him to be, but 
his distribution wasn't great, but but he made some great saves. But what really frustrated me was our back four looked very incoherent again tonight. They just they look they look very incommunicative. Um, there was obviously a reason that Ashley Young was started, and 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 I thought our two full backs were almost positionless at times. By default, by I would say by design, they got involved in attacks, but we were so far, we were very very high. Our line was very very high. Our two defenders have good pace, but you know there was a couple of times where by Salah, like there was one time there in the second half, Salah ran sixty yards on his own with the ball, and Douglas Louise was the closest man to him. So if you are going to play that 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 situation, our two centre halves really have to be on their game, and and they just they they don't get they don't turn and look for players at all, and I, I found that really frustrating, specifically for the first goal. Uh, second goal was uh, a goal that we've seen tons and tons of times, and, and the t- the reason for the goal we've seen tons of times, no one gets to the ball at the front post. We give up front post headers an awful lot um, as a team from corners, and the ball flicks back, and, and that gives somebody like Van Dijk time to peel off at the back post. Um, he was marking Bundia initially, which... Once again, I've been saying this. Same with Jam again. Our small guys always end up marking their big guys. I cannot figure this out why. Cannot figure this out why. Um, it is obviously something that Villa want to do. Small guys mark the big guys inside there and be a nuisance and don't let them get a clean header. And that's all well and good until Virgil van Dijk peels off the back and then he gets a, a, a shot in, which does take a deflection off Kanza. I don't think Olsen has any chance to save it coming through a body of players like that. But once again, our two centre-halves don't react at all. At all, at all. At all, at all, at all. No, there was no commander, and it just is frustrating. And I don't know what I should expect from those situations, because we've seen it since two thousand nineteen. And then we get to the third goal. The third goal, the ball comes across, and Olsen blocks an absolute rocket. Yes, could he sh- look if anybody's saying, "Oh, why does he pam it out into the middle of his box?" He just gets what he possibly can onto the ball. Not making excuses for him, but he's the only man that comes out then to the third, to the second ball. He comes out. Maybe he shouldn't have. Maybe he should stay in his line. I don't know. But there was once again, we don't react in the box as defenders. And then Kanza comes late. Ashley Young gets in front of it. And Mings just basically lets the ball in through his legs. You know, it's just, it's stuff I don't expect. It's stuff I don't expect. And it's stuff that happens us and doesn't happen at the other end. Like how many times did our players run into Joel Matip tonight? But do you know why? Because he stood up and he made himself big and he didn't open his legs. Little things like that. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. Now, I am going to talk about some positives. Some positives for tonight. I think Bubakar Kamara is showing every inch why he's why he uh, is is a highly rated player. I just I just think he was he was he was positionally our best uh, our best midfielder today. Um Emi Bundy, I thought had a good first half. And I thought he ran completely out of steam in the second half. Completely out of steam. Um Leon Bailey is beginning to suffer probably from Matty Cashitis from the fact that he doesn't run at players and try and win penalties. Um, a couple of times I would have liked him to do that, but he got in the ball. We had a lot of attacks. Yes, they didn't go in. They didn't go in. Ollie Watkins isn't going to score with every single touch he has. And yes, he should have done way better with one of those, one of those efforts that he had. And the one that he stuck in the first minute of the second half, offside. I bet every any every single person, if you make that run that Ali Watkins did, you've no way of knowing whether you're onside or not. But he was offside, and that's a big criticism of his. He's consistently offside, and 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 he needs to learn those margins. Um, but then he's finished. The finish that he did for the header was right. Was really good. And Douglas Louise laid a lovely ball in for that header. Um, 
I thought in fits and starts we played really well. But they were fits and starts, and we always looked nervous because our line was so high. Our line was so high again. And I and I just and I know I'm doing an awful lot of talking, and I haven't looked at the comments, and I know people are probably screaming at me and stuff like that, and I'll get to those in a moment. But I just I found it as I like I think I think a, a lot a lot of things we saw in the field tonight were individual and there were individual pieces of brilliance from Liverpool. Those two passes, the pass from Trent Alexander-Arnold was a peach. The cross from Robertson was a peach. Don't take anything away from the, from from those from that from that goal. The just the the, the spacing of our centre halves. There's something about it that has never changed, and it's always led to goals like that. I I, I put up on online on Twitter uh, this morning. I was looking at or there was somebody talking about highlights from. Um, Aston Villa and Chelsea back in a, in a Boxing Day fixture. Now, I spoke out, you just don't see the... So, for the first goal that we scored, Sean Maloney, I think it was, uh, you don't see space like that in the box anymore. But Salah found that space in the box between our two centre-halves. Um, and that's just what I find frustrating because it's... I, I, I don't know. And I don't know how you fix it other than personnel. I don't know. And I don't want... I don't want to be one of these people who just says, buy new players, buy better players. Because... We should have, and we should buy new players. Like, don't get me wrong, but but you know, they, this 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 stuff, some some little things like that just shouldn't be happening. Um. So anyway, I've got a lot off my chest. Some of it incoherent, some not incoherent, not uh, some. I hope was at least slightly slightly coherent as well. Um. I want to say thanks to Matt Hanlon. I really appreciate that. Points in advance for the podcasters. Points needed. Points needed. And uh. On a boxing day, Stan Stevens day today. Yeah, points needed. But uh, thank you so much, Matt. I really, really appreciate that. I really do. Um, Sweet Karma says, uh, the old goal shyness returned and where were the subs? The subs piece is a great point, Sweet Karma, because I think on about 60 minutes, you could see McGinn. You could see Buendia. You know, they were flagging in a small bit. They were. Um, and it was, it was late when we made the substitutions. Um. So yeah, that is a that is a fair comment. I think. Um. Sorry for yawning, guys. Uh, sorry for yawning, but uh, it's just one of those one of those afternoons. Um. And he says terrible at the back. Rob Lawrence is not a goalkeeper. I genuinely don't think Rob Lawrence was a fault for any of those goals today. Distribution is poor, but like that's what we expect. Like I don't expect his distribution to be to be brilliant. Um. But I thought today he made made some really good saves. I thought he made saves when he had to. Like, there's no such thing as a as, as I've said before. There's no such thing as a lucky save when you're a goalkeeper because you're paid to stop the ball from going into the net, whether it's intentional or unintentional. And while look, I'm I'm not making any excuses for this guy. I I think that there are, you know that there is an upgrade to be made as our set as our sub goalkeeper. But I certainly don't think he was the fault for any of the goals today. When I watch it back, I might see something different. Potentially the third goal, you might say, why did it come charging out? But I would also point fingers and say, why wasn't there anybody else charging out at, at, when that ball get, gets saved? And, and there's no way he can tip that ball anywhere else when he makes that save from the rocket. You know, it's just one of those ones. That's that's the way I saw it in, in real time anyway. Um, uh, poor finishing, yeah, as Junior Bennett says, poor finishing cost us. I think it did. Um, the one that sticks out in my mind, obviously, is the the there was an Ali Watkins uh, 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 effort in the one where he was offside. Definitely, those those two uh, on on another day and with another striker might have gone in. 
the John McGinn header at the back post, he didn't expect it to come to him and it hits off his shoulder and he stoops to head the ball and he basically passed it back to the goalkeeper. That one really annoyed me more than an awful lot because um, you have to expect the ball that gets to you there. You have to expect that the ball is going to get to you there and specifically when it's across. Um, as little things like that, we just don't, we aren't very rootless in those, in those instances and, and Liverpool were. Liverpool were rootless in those instances. It was element of fortune to Liverpool's second and third goals, you have to admit. Um, but, um, and, and arguably, we created the better chances today. But we just couldn't get it done. We couldn't get it done. And that, that that's frustrating. That is frustrating in, um, indeed. Um, yeah, and Top G's kind of kind of sums it up for where I feel. There was positives and negatives. I, th I thought that the negatives were... Just they're things I've seen before, and that's why I'm pointing them out is because I've seen them before, and it's annoying when you see them repetitiously over the course of you know three this three separate managers and 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 over a two year period. That's that's the annoying part for me. Um, but I think that there was some positives, but we do need quality. You know, we do need quality. I, I definitely think you know you've striker is striker is needed, and probably centre half is needed. I think, uh, but our our Douglas our uh, Diego Carlos comes back and uh, goes back and hits the ground running. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, I actually asked in the Villa fan, Leon Bailey did miss two. He got his feet all wrong for two chances, one in the first half came across to him on his left foot and he skied it and the second half then he got his feet all wrong as well and couldn't get his shot away and there these are the fine margins you know um for liverpool you know you have oxlade chamberlain and you've got salah coming onto those in the wide positions they're going to make the goalkeeper work or you've got firmino or, or whoever is, is is playing at any given time and, you know leon bailey scores a sublime lovely ones when he has the ball gets the ball off from his feet from the edge of the box but you know if sorting out your legs and it happened to him twice um in the game as well yeah which is unfortunate and needs to improve needs to improve on that for sure yeah we can't be leaving those chances um on the table and we did and like it, this was an inter it was an entertaining game from the amount of chances that were created on both sides this one could have been a 4-4 I, I genuinely believe it could have been a 4-4 but the frustrating part for us is our chances weren't taken. Their chances were. Their goals had an element of error at some parts in our the, in, in their game. Our goal, the goal we scored 
I wouldn't classify it as a Liverpool error. I don't think the Liverpool, Liverpool team will look back at that and go, oh, this should have been done different or this is a glaring issue. And that's where Aston Villa need to get. If someone scores a goal against you and it's a goal and it's a really well-crafted goal and there's no massive errors within the positioning of defenders or spacing and stuff like that, then sometimes you've got to hold your hand up and say, yes, it was a great goal. But for me, I, I feel for the third and the second goal specifically that we can't hold our hands up and say that there was a bit of panic or incohesion or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Indecision, you know, in those. And, and, and while you don't want to go blundering into every tackle, giving away penalties, you know, I just I felt, that, felt there was a bit of respect given in both of those, those instances that, that, that maybe we need to kind of weed that out somewhere along the line. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, where else are we there? I'm just looking at some of the comments there. Um, yeah, as I say, Buendia and the marking for the corner. And that, that seemed deliberate as well. I would have question marks over the coaching staff in regards to that. Um mm, mm, I I'd like to look back at this again, Stephen. I'm not I'm not 100 sure. I I didn't see the push, and but that's not to say it didn't happen. And I I didn't see the offside, but I would like to look back at that again. I I think we, um, yeah. As I say, I was that's the that second goal was the goal I was most annoyed about from the three goals, and it was the one that really killed us. It was just before half time. We looked like we were coming back into it. Watkins had missed a couple of chances, and we felt that maybe there was something in it. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um, where else are we? I'm sorry there, guys. This isn't great podcasting when I'm scrolling down through comments. Generic Villa fan. Um, how bad is Nunes finishing? Um, I thought he took the opportunity today to just swing at a couple of them. Olsen made a good save for that one where it dropped out of the sky. He, I thought he got good connection on it. Look, very difficult to get them go either way without them skewing massively off wide. So... I think the Watson just had to stand stand tall for that, and 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 a couple of people I know were saying on Twitter that he hit it straight at him. But when it comes out of the sky like that, it's very like you try and place those, they go anywhere. So I think Nunes could do what he could only do with that ball, and I think Olsen was was up to the measure of it. Um, uh, Olsen made another stop from him, I think, in the second half. But uh, I think that he's yeah, he he's getting chances. Um. I suppose people are probably feeling a small bit about a small bit the same about Darren Nunes as they are about Ali Watkins at the moment. You know, chances are falling to him, not being able to finish them, maybe looking for a small bit more finesse from him. Whereas I think Nunes might hit form. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um where else are we? Um Sorry there, guys. Once again, I I do I do apologize for this. Uh, yeah, talk to me, guys. In the I'm seeing a couple of people say the ref was crap. Uh, tyranny was 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 an issue. I, I don't think the ref. I don't think the ref lost this this game. But there was certainly a couple of situations. Like I suppose the one that, that comes to mind is Allison comes to punch a ball and Ali Watkins stands underneath him. I don't think in any planet in the world. Any planet in the world, any planet in the solar system, that is a free. That should have been a corner to Aston Villa. Um, but look, there them is the fine margins. I think there was a couple of ones there whereby was it Navigator left one late in on Douglas Louise? Probably should have been a bit of uh, sanction there. But um, 
yeah, it's a, it, it's 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 an interesting. It was an interesting one. I thought Luca Dean was lucky. He went in full throated at the edge of our box uh, when there was a bit of a scramble, and you know some referees might have seen fit to blow the whistle and then look for VAR to back up their decision, but he kept his whistle in his pocket there. And, um, yeah, look, could he have been better? I think so, um, but I don't think he was the reason that we lost the game today. Um, I don't uh, until I watch it back again and probably find about ten more. <laughs> reasons um yeah i i think there's i think there's a conversation guys i think there is a conversation to be made to, to be had about luca dean going forward not going forward as in the literal sense of his attacking pay um luca dean looks very very under underconfident at the minute um he looks like somebody that can be targeted and he didn't look like that when he first came into the club and i wonder what's gone on um i wonder why there's been this lack of confidence in him just little pieces like Ben Doak, or who we mentioned previously in the, in the team sheet tantrum, he comes on and he absolutely rolls him with a, just literally like a textbook how to plant your arse, let the fella make contact, roll around him, ball goes through your legs, goes through his legs and you're off to the races. And it was very, very, very telegraphed. Little things like that uh, you, you see from Dina. Um, like there's a reason why crosses come in. He's, he's look, it, uh, it's it, there's there's another time, but but I think the discussion about his defensive ability is, is coming more and more to the forefront. Look, he's a very very good player, very good player. Don't get me wrong here. I just uh, as I say, um, today a lot of players looked a small bit of a step behind, and I think he was one of them too. But am I writing off this team? Am I writing off Aston Villa? Do I think that this was a complete no hope of a game? Absolutely not. So for those of you who joined late, I do think there were positives in this game, but I do think that some parts were frustrating as well. And that's okay. That's what conversation is about. So conversation is about. It's okay to, 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 to be kind of frustrated with a couple of things. Because I know there's going to be people in that dressing room that will be frustrated with a couple of things they did in the game today as well. And maybe want situations back. I know Leon Bailey's going to want one of those two chances that came across to him back. I know John McGinn will definitely want to have been a step further back expecting the ball to come to him so he could wallop it with his left foot as opposed to shouldering the ball back to to, to Allison. So like there's there's situations. Ali Watkins probably wants one of those uh one of those chances back. You know, there are situations, you know, and it's okay to talk about them without being overly negative. And I don't feel that I've been overly negative. If I have, I apologize to you, but it's you know, that's just the way it is. Um where else are we here? A couple of more comments. Um, yeah, it's 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 really going to come uh, come down to the fact I think today that and 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 everyone will be walking away from that from the ground. I think today going if we took our chances, if we took our chances, you know, and that's the thing. It is as I say, when Aston Villa are punching up, you need to make every uppercut count, and we didn't. We missed with a couple of open chins today, and. Uh, some of the opportunities were difficult, don't get me wrong. Some of the opportunities were difficult, but some of them weren't. And some of them needed a bit of composure. And and um, I hope that that kind of confidence and that composure is something that can be found. Um, I know a couple of people that I speak to quite regularly that won't want to see any curl or any any training ground videos over the next couple of days with one's curling into the bottom corner, one's smashing into the top corner from 30 yards. There's only so many of those you can watch when you can't see them on the, on the field of play in the Premier League game in an actual competitive situation. So, um, you know, if I was the Aston Villa, um, 
social media moderator there. I might lay off those ones over the next few days, specifically when you've missed a couple of chances, you know. So it's uh, but that's just me being glib. That's definitely just me being glib. Um, question here from Hemming Has Emery had any impact so far? Very disappointing. Yes, he has. We've won two out of the three Premier League games that we've played. Um, and two, two, two out of the three Premier League games we played, we were we played with good coherency. Um, there was always a situation, and Graham Hunter said it on the podcast, there was always going to be a situation where we would be showing up whether players would be able to play to the standard or not of Emery Ball, if you want to call it. And uh, there's going to be a learning curve and there's also going to be a curve where it's going to be difficult for us outside of a transfer window whereby we're going to have a certain amount of players, but some of them will and some of them won't be able to meet the mark. And that's going to happen. Um, that is going to happen when you've when when you've got to change a manager mid season, and when you've got to change a manager. And, and like the the thing is that some of the players that won't make the mark. Arguably, you could say they didn't make the mark under Steven Gerrard, and we're beginning to not make the mark under Dean Smith as well. So, you know, when you're three managers in, maybe sometimes the sort of Damocles has to fall on the players. And obviously, it's not my job to name or to, to highlight any of them. And, and it doesn't mean that just because I was talking about our two centre-halves and Lucas Dean, Luca Dean there, that's not what I'm getting at here. But there's obviously going to be players who will fit into the system or are beginning to fit into the system that we don't see and just maybe had an off night. But then there's also players that Emery will have pinpointed to say, I'm not quite sure they'll ever fit into our system. And that's the, that's the decision the manager has to make. That's the decision. But but has he made any impact so far? He absolutely has. We've we've won we've won two out of our three Premier League games, specifically against Manchester United and Brighton, two teams that would have been expected to beat us. And and today Liverpool were expected to beat us. And at times we looked like potentially getting level, but I never thought that we would win this game. And and, and look, Liverpool are a different beast, I think, to the two teams that we mentioned previously. They're arguably one of the top three or top four teams in Europe on their day. And yes, they've been caught a couple of times this season, but um, also they have been um, like like when they showed tonight that when they get opportunities, like we gave them at times today, um, they're going to take them. They're going to take them. So that's kind of my view on that one. Um, I'm going to take a couple of more. Uh, I'm just going to try and see if I can find a couple of more of these. Um, yeah, Rod says here, I can't believe we are going to be recruiting yet another back, new backup keeper and yet another striker, but we probably need to. Um, and I think, well, I don't think based on today's performance that, that Olsen did anything wrong. I, his distribution is poor, but yes, some goalkeepers can pass the ball, some goalkeepers can't. There's a reason why they're playing goals. If they were good with their feet, they'd probably be playing center half, especially at five, six foot four, six foot six, whatever, whatever the situation is. But you, you know what I'm getting at. But uh, and and I never expected him to be able to ping a ball um, with with his feet, and and so maybe I'm being a small bit too forgiving on that. But I thought some of the saves he made today were really good. I thought some of the saves he made today were saves that he needed to make and he had to make. And if I put him up against Robin Olsen versus Manchester United in the in the, the League Cup, and you put Robin Olsen up against uh, up against uh, the Robin Olsen that played tonight. I think it's very difficult to argue that he didn't have a much better game tonight. Probably his best game that he's played in goals for Aston Villa, albeit maybe the Man City game at the end of last season. But then again, he like like the rest of the team, he went to potatoes at the end uh, for the last fifteen minutes. But I think I think tonight he was he was passable, you know, for a goalkeeper. But like that and everything else, I do think that uh, that they probably will look at. 
getting a new uh, a new goalkeeper. As for a striker, yeah, I th- I think I think a, a new striker is needed. Um, I think a new striker is needed. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm a bit um. I'm a bit uh, deflated, as you guys can hear, but not. Uh, I'm not out, as I say. I think there's there's a lot of things that we can build on there. The fits and starts that we had were really good. I thought. I thought we did have some quite quite good playing and around the box. Um, at times, I think we were slow in getting the ball delivered. Um, but then again, uh, their defenders were were much more sturdy than our strike force were, if that makes sense. But we got in behind them at times. We had opportunities, and those opportunities didn't beget the goals that we wanted. Whereas theirs, their opportunities did. It's a it's it's a frustrating game, but we march on towards uh, Spurs uh, over the next few days. Um, probably come back again and do another one of these podcasts. Maybe if Paddy's around, we might get his feelings on it tomorrow. Um, Paddy was watching this in the pub tonight, so he couldn't come on. Actually, he asked me to drop him a fucking link. Oh no, um, but he didn't text me for it, so maybe it's uh, maybe maybe he wasn't able to get any reception. Paddy, if you're listening to this, I completely forgot to text you a link. I do apologize. Um, but look, we're going to leave it at that, guys. Go in and enjoy the rest of your day. Look, it's not it wasn't to be today. There was it's frustrating in parts, as I say, and you're right to feel frustrated. Um, but we will be back again for the Spurs game over the next few days and uh listen just go away enjoy yourselves tonight christmas spirit is still here christmas celebrations still going on i hope wherever you are and uh yeah as i say uh, we'll be back again with uh with more with a, a preview of the spurs game and also a team sheet tantrum and a review again of that game so thanks so much everybody for watching for listening i really really appreciate everybody and all the things that you you, you do it was 140 people watching this again today even in the deepest darkest doldrums of the defeat so i really appreciate that if you don't like the podcast please give us a subscription please give us a thumbs up love you lots every single one of you go in enjoy the rest of your night or your afternoon as rod as rod tells me because he's in he's in the states go in enjoy it and uh f- love your loved ones and uh villa will be here again to let us down again in the future i'm not t- in the not too distant future i'm sure so uh spend good times with your loved ones and have a few pints and, and, and or whatever you do to relax and uh, we catch you again the other side so mind yourselves happy christmas to everybody just just gone belated christmas and here's towards a great new year mind yourselves and mind someone else and up the villa sports social podcast network